the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And today we're going to be talking about all things Pinterest. Can't wait for this. This is such a cool uh, topic. And I learned, I'm going to learn a lot, I think, about Pinterest. Yeah. I don't know enough. Yes. Yeah, this is cool. No. no. Pinterest is one of those animals where you're like, yeah, I think I get it. I just pin pretty pictures. Like, mm. I totally know how to use that. But when you think about using it for your business, it's this whole foreign world. So, mm. yeah. So, we've actually brought in a guest expert, Mae Fanda. She's a Pinterest expert and she um, originally caught up with me on the Raw Raw podcast. So, I'm interested to hear what you think about all of that, Michelle, after you check out that um, our conversation. But before that, I guess it's probably important to talk about who sponsored this show this week. So mm-hmm. it's brought to you by Rara Consulting and the Rara Spirit Team. The Rara Spirit Team is an online community which is dedicated to helping support you on your business journey. It um, involves live coaching, power hours with guest instructors, masterminds, a lot of support, and essentially a whole bunch of resources that are up to date to really help you you know, along your business journey, no matter where your business journey is. You also have access to me cheerleading you on, holding you accountable, helping you achieve and set those monthly goals, those yearly goals to really continue to build your business where you can work in and on your business at the same time. So for more information, head to Raw Raw Consulting, that's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com or rawrawspiritteam.com. Beautiful. Nicely said. Uh, so we also like to catch up, Lauren, um, on our week because this is our yes. sort of weekly catch up. So everyone else may as well listen and tune into that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So how's, how's your week been? Uh, well, Gav and I went away last week, took a couple of days off uh, to just kind of rest and rejuvenate. We uh, drove about an hour and a half from here and um, just rented a really got a super cool discount, super cheap discount on Agoda. And um, just stayed in a really gorgeous little place for a couple of days with a fireplace and the biggest, most luxurious bathtub. I remember I was listening to this woman, Lana. I think her name is Lana Schlaver. Or Sh- have you heard of her? No. I'm probably do- not getting her last name right, but she talks a lot about law of attraction. That's what she's all about. And I remember one of the videos that I watched of her, she was talking about how her and her husband would rent hotel rooms with the bathtub that they wanted to have in their own house. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that when I was in this bathtub, you know, it was one of those really luxuries. It kind of, it was like a modern day clawfoot bathtub without the claw feet, just that shape and so big and like you could submerge your entire, I'm a tall person, so I'm about five, eight. So you could submerge my whole body in it. Like it was just amazing. Anyway, so we did that and just been working a lot. Um, shifts have cut down at the restaurant for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. I think that they're favoring people that aren't casual and have as many schedule limitations as I do. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Right. Cause I'm kind of one of those annoying people where I'm like, I can work Mondays before 12 and after four. Yeah. That's a little bit of a headache for somebody who's scheduling in, you know, 25 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the other day I went and bought some crystals. I wanted to talk to you about that. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of just felt like I wanted a clear quartz crystal in my office and I thought that it wouldn't hurt to have like some rose quartz around and things like that. And when I was at the shop buying crystals, I ended up getting a couple different ones. Like I got this dragon crystal. I think it's 
Yes. Yeah. One of my friends has one of them. Yeah. Okay. And then I got this other one. It's like an that's angel. angel light. Called, yeah. Angel light. Yeah. That's this so, one. Not that our listener at home can hear or see. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah, So Michelle's, Michelle's held up. So I've held up two stones. The dragon one I held up was flat and the angel light one was like a round pebble looking thing. Mm. And then Michelle held up a beautiful sculpted angel in angel light. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess I just kind of didn't really like, I haven't really spent a lot of time foraying into the world of crystals at all. And the woman who was helping me is a crystal hunter. And I said, yeah. wow, do you have like an outfit? I feel like you need to have a druid outfit to be <laughs> a crystal hunter. Um, it was interesting. So do you, like, so when I got home, I wasn't really sure. Do I cleanse these? Do I not? I bought some um, citrines. So I was like, Gav, you need some for your wallet. And I put some in my wallet, which is a money magnet one. Yeah. And anyway, so I took my white sage and I cleansed the crystals because I wanted to use them right away. I didn't want to put them in the sun. Mm. And then I was Googling. It was like hard crystals and soft crystals. I didn't really yes. know. Angelite is a soft one. So angelite, you be very careful with because it'll absorb anything that you put it in. So you wouldn't put angelite because it's absorbent. Um, I cleanse uh, my crystals with salt water, but I wouldn't put angelite in that because it'll absorb it and it'll destroy it. So angelite is a difficult one to cleanse, but the um, selenite, which is this one. Oh my God, where's it gone? Oh, it's out in the lounge. Um, this is a small version of selenite. That one actually cleanses other crystals. It's got that, it's very fibrous. Oh, it looks a little bit like a clear quartz crystal. Yeah, but it's very um, cloudy. Um, yeah, so it's okay. got a bit of a luster. Um, it's very easy to break and that cleanses other crystals. So it doesn't need to be cleansed ever. And it actually cleanses other crystals that are around it. Um, oh, so I have that on my That's worth having. Yeah, to cleanse the other ones. Um, and the good thing with your clear quartz is it'll actually cleanse uh, and it amplify. It also does a bit of cleansing, but it will also amplify the abilities of the other crystals. So if you've got a clear quartz next to a rose quartz, it amplifies that. So there's even more love going on. I out. do have that. I put them yeah. together. Or abundance. So how does that work? Abundance. Oh, should I put it with the clear quartz crystal instead of in my wallet? Everything, everything you want to amplify, um, put near a clear quartz. Um, clear quartz has the high, high vibrational um, energy because it's clear. Um, so it's high vibrational. These are, um, these are clear quartz, those ones, little oh, pyramids. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, if you want to amplify anything, they've got the, um, the very high vibration. So whatever it's next to, it's amplifying whatever's around it. So, but you wouldn't have a clear quartz in your bedroom because you'll be up all night wondering why, because it won't allow you to sleep. It won't allow your brainwaves to come down. Oh, I have one in my bedroom, so I should move it. Not in the bedroom, yeah. And not near a phone, because if you've got them near a phone, you have all the EMF coming off the phone and it amplifies that. So, yeah. I had it also sort of near my phone. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'll change it. I'll move everything around tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, today. Yeah. So, um, I gave Gav, I think it was called a smoky quartz. Yeah. I think it's like a great. protection one. So yeah. is me, um, citrine. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's yeah. a, um, Michelle's showing me. It's like a long kind of phallic looking crystal. <laughs> yeah. And put all the pyramid tip. Inside. Um, that that's beautiful. I like rainbows in my crystals, but this one I had at work when I was working for the company and that absorbs um, negative energy as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the smoky ones absorb negative energy. So we should do a whole um, thing on uh, crystals and business, crystals and business. 
Well, let's do it because I don't know a lot about it. And I guess to be honest, and you know, you're not here, you can't slap me, but sometimes it just feels like they're just little pebbles. I don't really understand how they work, I guess. Like, am I supposed mm. to hold it? Can I just be near it? Yeah. You yeah, I mean, mean? all of the above. Um, it's really just intuition, like everyone's different. Some people can't handle clear quartz at all. It's too much, like it's too powerful. So if you're handling clear quartz okay, then um, that's great. You know, whatever you're doing is, is perfect. So, okay, so they basically help you attract things into your life because they have power. Yeah, I mean, I before I met my husband, I had a rose quartz in my top um, for a couple of weeks. I said uh, the same mantra over and over for those two weeks, and then I met him. So for me, it was like just about doing that final heart healing. Like rose quartz is very soft and gentle, and I was kind of like, someone told me, someone recommended I do it, and I was just like, oh, okay, that sounds a bit weird. Um, but anyway, I did it, and then yeah, two weeks later, mantras rose quartz in my top, and I met him. So it was just that final little bit of heart healing that had to be done. And um, yeah, it popped wow. into my life. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I tell so a lot can of you put them that. together? Like, can these two live beside each other? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't clash or anything. Um, okay. you can, I mean, all my crystals are all sort of sitting on my table. Like, I, just, I know the viewer at home or listener at home can't. Oh, beautiful. Spirit. Yeah, but I've got all my crystals yeah. sort of sitting on the desk. That's a um, spirit quartz which is very magical. It looks a little bit like um, amethyst. Oh, wow. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. all of mine are pretty much together. All but right. Well, let's do get... another full episode on this because yeah, I've just spent the next, the last however long talking about it, but I, I want to learn more. And yeah. uh, I think that, you know, one of the wonderful things is that I bring a lot of you know, business knowledge. You do as well, but I, I bring that and you bring a lot of like, this otherworldly kind of knowledge <laughs> as well, which <laughs> it's like, it's good. It's an awesome balance. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. So I think there are tools that are available to us, yep. you know, that um, to enhance our lives that, you know, we're not always necessarily aware of or, or using. Yes. Sometimes we think these rocks are, you know, just things for kids to play with or collect, but they're, yeah. So I have a purpose. How have you been, my friend? You've been busy. Yeah, I mean, last week was um, was crazy. I had a record uh, number of clients, so I did like thirty five uh, bookings, and wow. um, over five days. Six. I had Sunday off, so yeah, it was pretty hectic. But as I was saying to you, sort of off air before, I felt like I was I blocked out my calendar because I was like, well, I've got enough bookings. I don't really need any more bookings. So I wasn't fast on doing too many more. And then I had a bunch of people kind of call up and they were just like, oh my God, I'm so desperate. I just need to see you. And, you know, and this is in a very kind of genuine way because I test that I make sure that they really need me. And so I booked in three people on the Saturday. So I did have a really big week, but I just decided I was only going to do it for the people that really needed it. And I also, with my Facebook Live on a Monday, delivered a free reading to a lady in uh, South Africa who's going through a really rough time, single mom, husband left her. She's got, you know, several kids. She's got no money. And I just said, look, I'll do a free reading for you. She logged on on uh, Facebook Monday night live. And she just sent me beautiful feedback going, Oh my gosh, you know, I love your energy and this and that. She didn't ask for anything. She didn't ask for anything. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I just feel like you really need this. So how about I link up with you? We'll do a free 30 minute reading. 
and she was just so grateful, you know, so grateful. And that, that's my takeaway. You know, that's my takeaway. It's like, uh, we can go on and we can do our jobs and love our jobs. And, and I love what I do, but I think doing those extra little things, you know, that little bit for charity, that little bit for giving back to the community, paying it forward, all those things, a single mom, no money, husband left her, you know, she's in, she's in a difficult situation. And I just thought you really need it. You really need it. So that's my, um, yeah, my big takeaway. Yeah. Trying to give that, give back. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the things is, you know, I'm working on this, um, this big presentation at the moment. And, you know, one of the challenges is that when we get overwhelmed or bogged down or stressed out or whatever, you do need to come back to the why of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm, And it doesn't always elevate that pressure, I guess, but it helps. Mm. It helps you to go, this is why I'm doing it. Because Mm. for you, like you're empowering people, you're helping them to feel confident about choices that they're making. And not everyone is is connected. They're not hearing their guides. They're not knowing their intuition and their guidance. And Mm. They need that outside validation until they learn more about how to get it themselves, right? So, I mean, people might not be able to make big decisions that could transform their whole entire life until they get that validation from you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want people to rely on me. Like, it's not something where I want people to rely on me. It's just if you're in a a real pickle, which these people found themselves in. and, And when I say that, some of them really need healing. It's not just reading. Some of them really just need a healing. So... I think yeah. in that situation, I make the effort. And then I always seem to find that, because that's what happened last time. I had three weeks where it was just insane. And then this week was a little bit quieter. So I've had more time to catch up. So I've been able to catch up on the articles I write, the bios, the other things. So it's, it feels like it kind of balances out. And I feel like universe or spirit or something just puts everyone in the one, you know, one, two, three week period. And then I have a down period where I can catch up. So I just keep trusting, you know, I just keep trusting, you know, me. I'm just yeah, going, and I think oh. you, you can always say stuff like 35 is a bit too much. Can I please have no more than X in a week? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I interviewed a woman on um, the Afterlight podcast and she was talking about how she could hear spirits and she was really young and she always thought that she needed to do everything they asked because she just thought, well, I've got this gift. So if I'm able to deliver the messages and drop the flowers off and do whatever, then I should be doing everything. And then she understood a bit more about boundaries because they were coming at her, talking to her at night when she was trying to sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, kind of funny to think about it. Yeah. And tomorrow um, we're going whale watching. So I'm going to go to Harvey Bay, which is a couple of hours north of where I am on the Sunshine Coast. So going to go to Harvey Bay, going to go whale watching with a former colleague of mine from the company, um, which will be really fun. And then I'm doing a house investigation. I've got a couple who have a ghost in their cupboard and I'll go there and have a look at that. Um, So yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, her name is Alice, by the way, in case you're wondering. So, yes, I'm going to go there and uh, talk to Alison in the cupboard. So, so um, for our listener at home who's like, what the hell? I've heard you talk about house clearance before in your promos for Michelle, our price lightworker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a house clearing, Michelle, and how do you know the ghost name is Alice? Well, they told me they had named her Alice, but they would like to know the real name. So that's part of the reason okay. I'm going there. 
uh, to find out the real name. And also they want to know how she died. So that's how I know the name. And uh, yeah, basically they don't want her removed though. So it's not really a house clearing. I sort of use that term loosely because that's what I generally go around doing, but that's just removing energies, uh, spirits. So if there's someone who hasn't gone through the light and they're still sort of wandering around confused and lost and things like that, I, I help them move on into the light. So uh, with Alice, she'll stay where she is in the cupboard because they're happy with her there, but they just wanted to find out a bit more info about her. So what if Alice wants to leave? Yeah, well, I mean, I will ask her that tomorrow. And if that's the case, I need to run it by them. But ultimately, it's a tricky one because I can't force them to allow her to go if they really want her in the cupboard. You know, it's one of those things, it's their house. So you need to respect everyone's property. But Alice may want to leave. She may. It's very possible. <laughs> I well, can see like Lauren very concerned about Alice's welfare. <laughs> I, I am. So we'll see. We will see. And I'll give you an update next episode on what happens okay. with Alice. All right. All right. It could be the episode. What happened to Alice? Yes. I'll make a note. <laughs> give Lauren the latest. All right, cool. Well, let's get into it without further ado. So basically one of the reasons why we wanted to catch up with May was because Pinterest, I feel, is an untapped resource that can really help us to further our um, our business, I guess, footprint online. And I wanted to know all about it. So um, this originally aired on the Raw Raw podcast. And uh, yeah, so Michelle, let's do it. Hi, I'm Lauren, and welcome to the show. My guest today is May Thandish. She's a Pinterest strategist, helping online entrepreneurs attract their dream clients, increase their visibility and sales by using Pinterest as a marketing tool. She worked as a life insurance product development manager for 10 years before diving into the world of online business. She is on a mission to help small business owners navigate the waters of online marketing with less overwhelm, and more ease. May is joining me on the show today to set me straight in the world of Pinterest and let you at home know how Pinterest can help you evolve your business. May, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Lauren. This is so great. So our listeners at home don't know this, but May and I have been online friends for what, like six to nine months or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And then this is actually the first time we've talked on Zoom. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> so mate, tell me a bit about yourself. I mean, you went, you know, you started in life insurance and then now you're working, you know, running your own show. Can you tell me a bit about how that transition happened and why? So I worked in the life insurance industry for over about 10 years. And, you know, I always had the, the, the desire to start my own business. And I always wondered what's life on the other side of the employee life. Yes. So, so I was um, doing a lot of reading during my commuting time, um, trying to, you know, think of business ideas. How can I start uh, a business that will you know, fit my, my skills, something that would allow me to have a flexible lifestyle. Yeah. And so I initially started a side hustle selling baby gifts online. I made diaper kicks and sold online. Uh, I had a Shopify website uh, for a while. And then later on, I realized that I didn't enjoy being an e-commerce business owner because tracking the stocks, uh, 
you know, monitoring the stocks and managing all the shipping. I, I didn't enjoy that. So as I read more, I found that you can start online as a virtual assistant. So at the start of 2018, I started as a social media virtual assistant. After my son was born, I realized that, you know, I wanted to be more around him. But it took me two years to finally start, <laughs> to muster up the courage to finally start my own business. So when yeah. my son was two, sometime in 2018, I decided to leave my job and started my social social media VA business. When I was doing my side hustle, um, I learned a thing or two about social media. Yes. So that's how you know I got the idea to start as a social media VA. So at that time, I was offering helping clients with Facebook, Instagram, and also Pinterest. Although Pinterest was still new to me, I loved using Pinterest as a user. Yeah. But using it from a business perspective, I realized it's different. Yeah. And interestingly, my very first client was a Pinterest management client. She was um, happy with the results. So a few months later, she started referring me to her friends. So I had more Pinterest management clients than other, you know, Facebook or Instagram clients. Okay. From there, I, I realized that I really enjoy working with Pinterest and I saw the potential that Pinterest offers to businesses. I wanted to dive deeper into Pinterest. And so nine months after I started my social media VA business, I decided to specialize in Pinterest. The thing about Pinterest is that I've never met anybody who doesn't love Pinterest. <laughs> and, yes. you know, I'm going to let our listeners know at home that, you know, I, I started, I did my first business pin just the other day and I sent it to May and I was super happy and she set me straight because I didn't do the best job. So we're going to talk about that in a minute because I thought you gave me some really great feedback. But before that, I do just want to ask you a little bit about your online business. So I know you're based in Singapore. How common is it to have an online business? Oh, it's, it's very rare. In fact, many of my friends don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah, and I had a hard time looking for, you know, other local business owners who, who has a similar online business as me. Um, yeah. The only online business known uh, locally is an e-commerce seller. But um, luckily, I found one or two, you know, other online business owners who are based in Singapore and I was so happy to find them. Yeah. So you, are you networking with them and kind of supporting each other? Yes. Yes. We, we connect with each other on Instagram and we... Yeah we met once. Yeah, no, it's so cool. And I think that now with, you know, we're recording this at the end of July, 2020 and, you know, COVID is still very prominent, but, you know, I would imagine, and you and I kind of talked a bit off the talk here, you know, about how this is really changing the way that people do business. Do you think that maybe there's going to be more online businesses sort of cropping up in your area of the world after the COVID, you know, experience is kind of, you know, realized or, you yeah, know, I guess finished? That's possible. That's very likely. Yeah. I guess we will see in a few months time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So let's get into Pinterest because I know this is what you're very good at and I need all the help I can get, May, because I'm one of those people who I love Pinterest. I have a personal account with over 3,000 <laughs> pins. I've been very busy. <laughs> and uh, recently I started my uh, Raw Raw Consulting Pinterest account as well. Mm -hmm. So when I started that account, my whole um, 
theory was that if I'm going to be hanging out on my couch, you know, maybe having a wine or something, and I want to be doing something on Pinterest, I might as well do it from my business account to start to build my name, right? Now, obviously, we know that a little bit of, a couple days ago, I actually put my first pin out there, but you know, it was a little bit more complicated than what I originally thought. So can you tell me a bit about how, you know, um, businesses can now use Pinterest to work for their advantage? Okay. So unlike other social media platforms, Pinterest works like a search engine. Many people tend to mistake Pinterest for a social media platform. So they tend Mm -hmm. to use it like how they would use Facebook or Instagram. The thing with Pinterest is that it works more like a Google. It, it's okay. just that uh, it shows up your the search results in images. Yeah, and I think because it's an app too, sometimes people think that maybe that's why they get the get get it confused with yeah. being social media. But yeah, you're right. You do kind of put it into the social media category yes. over the Google search. Yeah. Yes. I guess the, the difference between Pinterest and Instagram, for example, or Facebook, is that Instagram and Facebook, they are great for um, building relationships with other business owners, you know, and then telling your brand story. Whereas for Pinterest, people are looking for ideas and inspiration and, uh, you know, solutions to their problem. So if you create any type of content, let's say you have a blog, you can put up your content on Pinterest. And when people find your content, they can click on your pin and they go to your website. In essence, Pinterest is a traffic driver, whereas for Instagram and Facebook, they are more like, you know, a relationship building, the real social media Yeah, I like that. Okay, especially for people like me who don't have more than 10,000 followers on Instagram, you know, Mm -hmm. getting people to go to my website is really what I want them to do. I want to drive traffic, or even if I want to drive traffic anywhere else, like my YouTube channel, for example, or my podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're obviously going to be limited with Instagram, but what I'm hearing you saying from Pinterest is if you think about it in terms of Google, Mm -hmm. then what you're doing is you're saying, hey, you want to go here. This is how to get, this is like a direct path. Yes, exactly. But it's done in a beautiful way. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, attractive visuals. Yes. The other thing is Pinterest, you know, wants to connect users with content creators or business owners by linking them through your content. The thing with other social media platforms is that they want you to stay on their platform. Yeah. Which is why on Instagram, you'll see there's only one link in your bio. So when you have a post, I, uh, I have a new blog post, go to the link in my bio, and then you have, uh, you have to go to the profile and click on that link. Maybe two months down the road, you have a different link on your bio. Yeah. Yeah. On Pinterest, that you have an individual link for individual pin that you post. And that, that pin stays on Pinterest for a long time. Mm. I have pins from two years ago that are still bringing me in traffic until today. Pinterest is uh, really um, a long-term platform. So you can think about it like Google. The longer you have your website around and the more consistent you are with your content, you're you know, updating your website, Google will start recognizing you and bring you more traffic to your website. Yeah. In the same way on Pinterest, the longer you're around on Pinterest, your, your pins rem- remain there and they will keep bringing you traffic. 
Okay. So it's almost like a reward system. The more that you're showing up on their platform, the more likely yes. they are to drive because then you're going to get more results as well, which yes, is what exactly. they want you to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So who primarily uses Pinterest? Because whenever I talk to people about Pinterest, it's always women and they all love it. <laughs> Women still make the, the majority of Pinterest users, but you may be surprised that men makes up about 40% of new signups oh, wow. in recent okay. years. Yeah, so, so the, the percentage of men on Pinterest is growing gradually. To answer your question about the question of who should be on Pinterest, Pinterest used to be known as, you know, that platform to look for recipes or home decor ideas. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, there are so many categories within Pinterest. You can, you can find any kind of niche on Pinterest today. You can even find real estate, real estate agents, accountants. Basically, instead of um, thinking about you know, what niche you are in, you can think it in terms of um, whether you, you create content in the form of your blog post a podcast, uh, a video, like a YouTube video or Facebook Lives. As long as you're creating regular content that educate people, give inspiration to people, you can use Pinterest. You can be on Pinterest, actually. Of course, if you are a product seller, you know, as long as you have regular products to upload on Pinterest, you can be on Pinterest as well. You know, you're kind of making me um, realize that I have a lot of things I need to do better. <laughs> I have, you know, I have a podcast, I do blog updates every week, I do social media posts of different content across all my platforms. And when I say all my platforms, I mean primarily Facebook and Instagram, and then I do mm -hmm. do some YouTube, but, and Twitter, not really. I realized that I haven't been using Pinterest to my advantage at all. And I think that when you were just talking there, you were talking a lot about how it's for content creators. And when mm -hmm. I think about my own business, I'm doing a hell of a lot of content creation, mm -hmm. but I'm not putting any of it on Pinterest. And I think it's because I never really saw it as being advantageous for my business. So I know that, that um, Pinterest is made up primarily of pins and of boards, and you've already right. talked about how there are so many different categories for everything. If you're in a service-based business, if you're mm -hmm. in a brick and mortar business, if you've got, you know, any products that you're selling, you know, recipes, home decor, like yes. DIY, all that, right? So there's a whole range of content creation that's happening on that platform. Why do you think businesses aren't using it more? Is because is it because they don't know about it or it's difficult to learn how to use it for a business? Yeah, I, I think it's both. Um, many business owners are still not aware that, you know, Pinterest functions that way like a search engine or that their topic can still be helpful on Pinterest. So, so they tend to focus their efforts, especially service-based business owners, yeah. um, they tend to focus their efforts on Instagram or Facebook or other platforms. Uh, and yes, Pinterest is, I hear all the time from people that, you know, Pinterest can be so overwhelming. That's because Pinterest functions differently than yeah. other social media platforms, like I said. Okay, so I'm not getting a lot of traffic or, or organic traffic mm -hmm. as much on Instagram or Facebook. And I know that I haven't really been, you know, like Raw Raw is still kind of a new business. Mm -hmm. And really, I've just really kind of, you know, put the um, 
put the car in drive like in the last mm-hmm. few months. So it's not surprising to me that I haven't been getting the kind of traction that I will be getting in the future. But I guess where I'm going with this is that, you know, organic reach is very difficult to get on a lot of the social media platforms. And yes. so I can't help but wonder what the organic reach is like on Pinterest and even how that works. Because when you put up a pin, mm-hmm. how does it gain momentum? You know, you're talking about getting results from pins you've put up two years ago. So primarily about the organic reach, let's talk about that for a minute if we can. One thing I found is that many business owners, when they get started with Pinterest, they put up a few pins here and there, and then they saw that no results, nothing coming in. So they give up altogether. Maybe they try it for two weeks, three weeks. The thing with Pinterest is that it's a long-term marketing platform. When you upload a new pin, it takes 10 days for Pinterest to actually, you know, recognize your pin and decide where to show up, show your pin using your, so they, they are doing that period. They're trying, they're trying to read your keywords your images, you know, to decide where to place your pin. And another reason it takes uh, a while for your pins to get seen is because when when you're new, you don't have a lot of pins yet, your visibility on Pinterest is still very low. So not many people will see your pins. Pinterest also look at high engagement, um, you know, in order to see, show your pins more. So let's say you put up a pin, you have done your keyword research, you put your, the right keywords in there, your pin looks attractive. You don't have to worry so much about your pins not showing up within um, a month or so, you will start seeing some, you know, impressions and some saves or clicks on your pins, the more Pinterest Pinterest will show your pin to more people. So it kind of snowballs in the long term, in the long run. That's how viral pins, uh, you have heard of viral pins? I have not heard of viral pins, but I am now. (laughs) It makes sense that there would be a viral pin. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So, so viral pins is how that happens when, you know, uh, when someone sees your, when your pin is very attractive, you know, uh, and people start to engage with your pin and the more engage with that, the more Pinterest show it to people. And that's how the the viral, you know, the, the, it starts to snowball to become a viral pin. Another thing to take note is your Pinterest account takes a while to take shape. So when you are a new account, you should wait about three months to actually decide for yourself whether what you're doing on Pinterest is really it's working, is really bringing traffic. Okay. Another thing I wanted to add is that Pinterest is a, po- a platform that requires consistency. It's not enough that you put up one pin today and then wait for it, wait for magic to happen. Okay. You have to pin um, daily. Uh, and I would say a minimum of five to start with, and then you can increase to about 10, 15 daily. Are you talking about original pins, May, or are you talking about you can repin as well? Does that count? You can, uh, it can be, it's a mix of both. So, but, but of course you want to make sure that you have your own original content and you, you upload regular new content to Pinterest. Of course, not all of us have, you know, the time to create, come out with new content all the time. So what you can do is you can have more than one pin image for the same content so that you expand your reach with Pinterest by putting up more than one pin on the same content. So Pinterest loves new images, new content. So as long as you are consistently putting out new images, new URLs, Pinterest will start to notice your account. 
Okay. Yeah. Can you schedule pins, May? Because when you're talking about that, I'm going, oh my God, a lot of the you know content that I do or the social stuff when I'm posting, I try to actually sit down and do it for like two to three weeks in a, <laughs> at one time. Yes. Is that an option with Pinterest? Yes, you can do that. Um, but if you're using if you're using Pinterest directly, if you're, if you're just um, pinning and repinning on Pinterest, it's going to take you the whole day, you know, to schedule a, a week's work worth of pins. And yeah. because you need to be pinning, let's say, five to ten pins daily, a mix of your own and others, mm -hmm. the best way to do that is to use uh, a scheduling platform. Uh, my favorite is Tailwind. That's, okay. uh, they, are, they are the uh, Pinterest official partner. Tailwind allows you to schedule up your pins, uh, you know, months ahead if you can. Okay, yeah. <laughs> months ahead. And the, they, they also let you, they also determine the best times to post for you. So you don't have to think about that. Oh, so you yeah. just put, here's my pin, here's my link. Yes. Ding. And then they go, yes. we'll schedule this for you. Yes. So let's say if you have, um, you know, uh, a social media pin, a social yeah. media tips uh, blog blog post yeah and you you uh you schedule it on tailwind you can schedule to more than one board at the same time so that you know um your you you increase your chances of your pin getting seen so let's say you have a social media tips pin you have a board called business tips you have a board called social media tips you have a board called maybe facebook marketing online marketing yeah yeah board. So all these, your, your, your social media pin falls under all these names, right? All these topics. Great. So yeah. you can pin that pin to the, these three boards at the same, not at the same time by spacing out a few days in between, which you can schedule it in Tailwind. If you were to do that on Pinterest, you have to keep uploading individual pins to, pin to individual boards and you right. have to do it on three separate days, for example, <laughs> you know, it's, you're going to go crazy doing all this on Pinterest. Okay. Okay. I understand. So I guess I, okay. So when I went and did my pin, we'll talk about that in a minute. Cause that's like a bigger mm -hmm. story and <laughs> may help me out, but you know, clearly I need to wait to see the benefits of this. When I go to pin something that I've already pinned, Pinterest is like, you've already pinned this. And so I wasn't sure whether or not I should be pinning the same pin in multiple boards, but it sounds like there's an advantage to having multiple mm -hmm. boards that can, that your pin can go into, you know, a variety of different, I guess, if you look That's at right. boards, like categories almost. Yes. And okay. Pinterest also reads the keywords on your boards. So if you have a board that's called social media marketing and you have a pin that's called social media marketing tips, um, Pinterest sees this pin as highly relevant to the search term. If someone is looking for social media tips, you have a board called social media marketing and you have a pin called social media tips inside it. Oh, so, so they're going to so, rank you higher. Yes. Yeah. So if you have another board called online marketing tips and social media tips, that's also relevant, right? The two topics are very linked to each other. Right. So that, that's why when I come up with board ideas for new clients, I would think of the niche topics that their content can fall into so that, you know, I can expand my reach yeah. with, the, with the same pin. Okay. That's so cool. I need to go back to the topic of keywords for a minute. So I know keywords is something that comes up 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you say, like, can you define what a keyword is exactly? A keyword is a word or a phrase, a key phrase that represents your niche, your industry, or the topics that you write about. For example, if you are a a yoga teacher for women, um, your keywords may be yoga teacher, yoga poses, yoga training for women, you know, that that is yoga for women. That's also a key phrase by itself. Yeah. So yoga you, outfits for yeah, women. yoga outfits. Yeah, yoga studio these, design. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All these keywords they can be boards or they can be within your pin. Okay, so do you think there's an advantage to having multiple boards with only a few pins in them, or is it better to have you know two or three boards with lots of pins in them? Two or three boards with lots of pins in them. Okay, because. Um, so, okay, before you decide whether to create a board out of a keyword, decide whether you have more than, you know, three to five content, let's say different blog posts on that same topic, because you don't want to pin just, you know, at one pin to that very specific board and you don't have more pins to add on that board will not gain traction. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, because you want to be able to be consistent with your posting. So basically what you're saying is that if I created a board like Lauren's Monday yoga pose, (laughs) right? If you have every Monday you come up with a new yoga pose, yes, you can create. Okay, but if I say July 28th, Tuesday yoga pose, and there's there's (laughs) only one that or you know, for the year or whatever, that might be more difficult. Okay, I understand. So basically what you're doing is you're creating yourself a category you're putting all your pins that are related to that category. You're making Mm -hmm. sure that you're using words that support the category that you've put your pins in. And then somebody goes in and they search for that similar category in Pinterest. What happens is your board could pop up. And the fact that you have a lot of pins, which are all being treated the same, they will then be shown as well because I know that I've gone down the rabbit hole, like Pinterest is a total rabbit hole, I'm sure. (laughs) We've all lost hours there. But you you click on something and then you see more from this and you actually look at someone's entire board, don't you? Yeah, it's really a curating system. Yes. People have curated all the goods for you and that's what you want to look at. Yes. That's why some people will follow, follow your specific board. You can follow a board, you know, even if they don't follow your whole account, they can follow your board if they are only interested in that topic, in that board on your profile. Okay, that's awesome. So uh, I have a couple of boards that are hidden boards. So those Mm -hmm. would do nothing for me. That would just be my own private. That's for your own personal use, yes. Yeah, okay. That's another mistake that I see many business owners make. They have, you know... Uh, a business about let's say yoga again and (laughs) I love yoga so I could talk about that forever (laughs) I don't know much about yoga to be honest (laughs) anyway so you have a business about yoga Um, you have a a few boards here and there about yoga but you also have a lot of boards about fashion you know home decor that's meant for your own use not your your Audience may be interested in these topics, but that's not yeah. really the topic that you could talk about. Um, they, you can keep that board as a secret for your own personal use. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, I, my brand 
mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, raw, raw consulting. I do consulting. I have a membership, a podcast. It's all about, you know, lifting up people in business and in spirit. That's the whole, you know, point mm-hmm. of it. But I got a board on there that's all about food. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I have other boards on there that are available boards. They're not even locked that have probably fashion for sure. Um, you know, things like that. So are you say, suggesting that because they're not directly in, in line with my business branding, that it would be more advantageous for me to make them private? Yes, I would think so. Okay. Um, you can keep them there. Um, but the thing is, when, when you see an increase in your monthly views, you may not know whether it's really coming from your business boards or from these food and other bot boards, because these may be bringing you a lot of views, but they are not engaging with your business board content, you know? Right. That could be a possibility. So if, if okay. you feel that, yeah, they are not relevant to your audience, don't keep them, you know, I mean, you can keep them as a secret board. Yeah. Okay. Cause, and when you're saying that I'm understanding you clearly because you're basically saying that, you know, you're thinking about this from your business perspective, not from your, you know, Lauren is just chilling on the couch looking for something to eat. Right. Kind of perspective. You want to keep everything in line with brand. And so, you know, when you aren't confusing people with all the things that you're doing, when you're keeping it really on brand, really on focus, that allows you to build up your business because that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about right now. We're not talking about having a good time on Pinterest, looking (laughs) up yoga poses. We're talking about how to build a sustainable, profitable business, getting traffic to your podcast, getting traffic to your website, right? Yes, you got it. You need to make these decisions in your brain. Which brain am I, you know, which (laughs) head am I working with right now? My business head or my personal head? And that's why I guess they have business accounts as well. So you can easily create that separation and you don't have that blending of the two. Yes. Right. Okay. I probably should have had this discussion with you a long time ago, but (laughs) it's okay. We're going there now. So it's fine. It's, it's still, it's still early days. I can still get in on this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So you know, may, let's talk about hashtags. So I didn't want to, you know, um, cause it's funny cause when you work in the industries like you and me, we tend to deal with people who are really, um, you know, niche, niche in certain areas. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to take advantage of our friendship and ask you all about what I'm supposed to do without hiring you first to do that. <laughs> so I did my own research and I was like, okay, I do put hashtags on, on Pinterest. So <laughs> is that correct? And is there a way to, to use your hashtags or are keywords enough to know what the content is and hashtags are just kind of BS? Uh, yes, Pinterest allows you to use hashtags and hashtags on Pinterest is different from Instagram. On Instagram, you may write um, a hashtag that is more lifestyle, uh, maybe could be what um, co- community overcome competition, pursue pretty, that kind of you know, flowery okay. words, but like on Pinterest themes or something themes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on Pinterest, it's what's simple is that you just use your keywords as has, hashtags. That's about okay. it. So again, uh, yoga poses, yoga training, use, use them as keywords and as hashtags at the end of your pin description, but yeah. don't overdo it. Cause although Pinterest allows you to use about t- up to 20 hashtags, you just use maybe maximum three three to six um you don't want to look spammy 
And right. yeah, because it's for that's why Pinterest is a lot about impressions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. what like through the use of imagery, everything's so high quality. Yes. That and yeah. and the other reason I'm using hashtag is because although hashtags people on Pinterest use words to look for a pins, they don't really look use hashtags to look for pins. Yeah. However, Pinterest bots read the hashtags to index your, you know, your pin. So oh. they read your hashtags, they read your keywords. So it helps them better understand about your pin. So when I write hashtags, I, I tend to write it for Pinterest rather than for the users. Okay, for, right, you're writing yeah. it for the bot. Yes. Basically. <laughs> yeah, okay. So would a, an example of, um, let's use a business example if we can mm -hmm. for a second. So would you go hashtag business tips? Yes, you can do that. If that's your keyword. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for example, for my own pins, if I talk about, if I have a blog post about Pinterest tips, I mean, my hashtags would be Pinterest tips, online business tips, you know, uh, Pinterest marketing, you know, these, these would be my hashtags. Right. Okay. The only drawback, however, is we can't release, you know, it's very hard to measure the, the, you know, whether hashtags are really bringing in traffic or not. Right. Um, there's no way to track on Pinterest analytics at the moment, but I guess if you can use advanced measures like Google, you know, UTM using analytics, we're not going to that topic, but yeah, um, but yeah, if there may be a way your... to track. Yeah. yeah. You may have one pin description, uh, one pin, the same pin, but you upload with pin description only. And another pin you upload with pin description plus ha hashtag, and you can see which yeah. one performs better. That's one way to test it. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think I it's safe to it's safe to include hashtags. No harm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. So you know, I guess where I'm, you know, talking to you, I'm kind of recognizing that you know, business owners, you and I know all about this, you know, time is not our friend sometimes. So we have to make yes. sure that all the decisions that we're making are mm -hmm. the best use of our time and creating the best return on investment, because that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So I understand from what you were talking about, how you need to show up consistently with anywhere from five to 10 pins a day. And that can be repinning stuff as well. And that, that stuff gets, you know, that's very time consuming. So using a tool like Tailwind is going to be helpful. Yes. But I guess my question for you is, you know, if you had to make a decision and I'm putting you in a weird position because I know you're going to have to say Pinterest because maybe of your business, but do you think knowing what you know, that Pinterest is a, almost a better investment than Facebook and Instagram if you had to choose where to manage your time? Because when you're mm -hmm. talking to me, I'm thinking, I need to drive people to the content I want them to see, which is my podcast, yes. my website and all these things. And if yes. I'm not getting those kind of, that kind of, you know, traffic or traction on Instagram and Facebook, it almost seems to me to be a better return on investment to be working through Pinterest or on Pinterest more, you know, effectively and more consistently than I have been yet. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on your goals. If your immediate goal is to grow your email list, then Pinterest will be your best bet. Of course, you have to create regular content. Yes. Um, 
if you're trying to connect with you know more like-minded business owners you're trying to find people people to collaborate with i think instagram or facebook will be a great platform okay in for my own um in my own business i don't see pinterest uh and instagram as or facebook as either or but i see facebook and instagram as either or so what i've been doing uh now is i focus my attention on instagram you know i um to connect with other business owners and i focus my attention on pinterest to to bring in more targeted traffic and uh leads yes. um so how pinterest has been helping me in my business is mainly to grow my email list it's coming on autopilot <laughs> Um, okay, girl, that's what yeah. I need help with. Because, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm realizing now is that, you know, you own your email list. Yes. That's and true. if you own your direct communication line to your people. Mm -hmm. And so that is so critical because no matter who changes what algorithm, wherever, you <laughs> still have a direct line of communication to people that are engaged in your content, right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I love that. Okay, so let's talk about that, actually, building an email list. So I um, created a lead generator, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, actually, so our listeners at home can see it. And it was about, you know, 33 content ideas for, you know, to bring your social media next level or whatever. So I did, did, did this pin, or I did this download, and it had all the different things on there, and it had all the different, you know, the not the checklist, but the guide, mm -hmm. basically, the different theme ideas. And so I wanted to put it on Pinterest because I wanted to try to drive people to um, sign up for my email list to download this pin. Right. So then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I can't put the full image on there because somebody could just screenshot and take it and then they won't have a connection yeah. to them, right? So yeah. then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to blur half <laughs> of the image out. Now, this is what I sent to you and I was like so proud of myself that I did this thing. And then that's when you were concerned that I, I basically wasn't giving the right impression, right? that I was, I was giving the impression almost, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but this is what I kind of understood is that, um, I was almost making it look like the 33 download wasn't real. Like that it was, <laughs> it was broken on some level that you weren't going to get all the different, you know, the different yes. ideas. So you had me rework the, the subject. So I guess, you know, do you have any thoughts a bit about that? how are the best ways to kind of share your content without people just taking it or is that just a part of it as well? Okay. So if we are talking about your, let's say free content, freebie, um, yeah. when you promote that on Pinterest, um, one way you can do is, you know, you have a, an enticing title, you know, uh, that talk about the benefit not exactly a benefit this uh what this freebie offers in text because your text over overlay will on your pin will tell the people what that's about and yeah. then your visual of course you don't want to give the whole thing away yeah. so if you are let's say um promoting your freebie you can have a you know a screenshot of a a small graphic a sample of your freebie on the on the pin image itself yeah and 
it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be showing everything inside, inside the content because it, it can be a small graphic. It's like a showing you, showing people a mock-up or a sample of your content, of your yeah. freebie. So yeah. when, when you use a, a text, a title that's enticing to the readers that pops up in the Pinterest feed and also an image, a sample to go with it, people know that, oh, this is a freebie that you can download it from you know, right. your website. And of course you want to state that it's free. And if you're, if you are, you know, uploading your blog post, it, you can use a visual, uh, an image that matches your branding, you know, and you can have text, be sure to have text on it because without text, people will not know what your pin is about. Is there a limit with how much text you can have May, on the image? Yeah. On the image? No. Okay. But of course you don't want to write, you don't want to have a wordy text. Um, you want to think of mobile scrollers too, mobile users too. So when they scroll, scroll on your, on their Pinterest feed is your, does your pin stand out in terms of colors you use and the yeah. text size that you use? Does it stand out? If the, if you put a too, too much text on your pin, you know, it's not going to be able yeah. to, it's not going to be legible. And, it won't pop up, you know. You just want to, you just want to draw attention with one title. So, are there other ways to stand out as well on Pinterest? So, you've talked about, you know, the importance of having a title, the importance of having, you know, if you are concerned about not having a lot of content, reworking the graphics that you have that send people still to the same place. Mm -hmm. uh, you've talked a bit about, you know, the importance of maybe color or, or showcasing your brand. Are there other types of pins that you find that work mm -hmm. well? Are images better than just? you know, maybe colors, are there things that you see that work well over others? I know there are some, you know, uh, articles out there saying this color works better on Pinterest than the other color. But I would suggest yeah. that you stick to your brand colors because that will help people yeah. recognize your brand over time. Of course, if your brand colors are very dry, you know, very limited, then you may want to add a few colors that matches the visual that you're using so that you know they they still they still look good to the eye uh, but be sure to include subtle brandings on your on your pin like your logo you know your subtle brand colors uh, within that pin so if yeah so if you think that your brand color won't pop up on pinterest pop up on pinterest because it has more mm. earth tones more brown elements to it you may want you can spice it up a little with a pink text for example but keep your you know your brand elements would you say it's also helpful to look at the pins that you're drawn to and almost in some ways be inspired to recreate similar types of styles or you know similar headlines or similar you know layouts I know canvas got some great templates for Pinterest yes yeah. You can definitely. It sounds to me like, you know, with Sorry. the Pinterest game, it's about being patient. It's about showing up consistently. It's about understanding that the rewards will yes. come, even if it's not tomorrow, that they will, you know, tomorrow never comes, obviously. But that, you know, the fact is that sometimes we want things <laughs> now, May. We want things to happen now. So when you're talking, you know, you're actually, you, you got me thinking about, well, would it make sense to me to pay for my lead generating, you know, post 
initially, or do you think that would hinder me、mm-hmm. first? If you're planning to promote your pins, if you're planning to use ads,、um, you can try use, but start with.、Um, Something that you know you can have get ROI on.、Uh, let's say your freebie opt-in. You know you can,、um, but not a regular blog post because that's you know it brings in traffic. But if that traffic doesn't do anything,、um, right, it may not be relevant. Unless of course you know that that blog post is is bringing you already bringing you a lot of traffic and organically, and you want to promote it. And on that blog post, let's say you have another way of bringing your customer to your funnel, like、yeah. a, an email, you know, a freebie download within your blog post.、Um, however,、um, I would suggest that you start with you know organic、okay. reach first, because I think if you go straight into promoted pins, I'm not so sure about that, but it may. It won't hinder you from growing organically. However, in, you may not be、um, spending.、Uh, you may not get that much、yeah. ROI on your money、yeah. on your spending. Yeah, because you're you're still trying to grow organically with Pinterest, and you, if you jump straight into ads, yeah, and clearly you haven't listened to the whole conversation because it's not about that. It's about building your brand over time, right? It's not about getting your one fix now. It's about you know building your brand, showing up consistently, and long term marketing.、Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So,、right. you know, can you share a little bit about, you know, have you seen businesses get a lot of success from Pinterest? I mean, you've talked about being able to grow your your email list.、Uh, how have you seen Pinterest help businesses evolve and really stand out? I guess, or you know, increase their conversions or their traffic. Some of the clients I work with,、uh, for example, they they I have a few. Clients who are teachers who sell on TeachersPayTeachers.com, they they found that Pinterest is bringing them a lot of sales. They,、um, you know, they they have a pin for their educational materials, and then it links to their TeacherPay's Teacher Store. On if they stay on that platform alone, it, of course, they are they they get you know they get the traffic that comes from within their that、uh, platform, but from Pinterest, they they were able. Some of my clients, they mentioned that they were able to double their、um, income、okay. by using Pinterest. Of course, if you have,、um, you know,、uh, that that's I'm talking about、um, selling a digital product on a third party platform. But most of us, most of us business owners, we may have our own website that we are trying to. Get yeah、uh, traffic from Pinterest. Pinterest works like the top funnel, <laughs> the platform that brings you traffic. You have to do something with that traffic. Your website needs to be prepared, yeah. You know to to receive that traffic. How?、Yeah. Where are you bringing your customers to? Are you when they reach your website? Are you、uh, encouraging to sign up for your email list? Are you asking them to join your Facebook group, or are you bringing them to your sales page to you know? For them to sign up. So when when you think about making money from Pinterest, Pinterest only brings you traffic, and it's how you plan your customer journey、yeah. that 
Yeah, matters. it's kind of like if you think about it in this way, you spend all this money on marketing to get people to come to your restaurant. As soon as they come to your restaurant, you know, you have to have a table for them. You need to have a menu for them. You need to have drinks for them. You need to do all these things. You need to wine and dine. You need to have positive experience, like with the staff that are there. You need to think about you know, what you're doing with them once you have their attention, because what Pinterest is doing, what I understand you saying is that they're saying here, we're getting you the attention of the people, but what are you going to do with them now? And if you're not clear on that, if I write just like a random blog about, Hey, here's a playlist that I, I use when I'm feeling down. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's not going to convert into any kind of ROI you know, it's measurable. Like that's not going to get me money in my bank. It's not yeah. going to get people in the spirit team. It's not going to get people maybe even listening to my podcast, right? <laughs> they might just listen to the playlist and move along. So I love how you're yeah. making that, you know, you're bringing yeah. up that conversation because it's so important to say, Hey, Pinterest is going to send people to where you tell them to go, but are you ready for them once they get there? Yeah. I, I love your example about the, the restaurant. Thank you. I like your analogy. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's true. Yeah, and it's so it's so key because you don't want people to go. I've been using Pinterest for three months and it's not working. When really the problem probably lies with the fact that there's no call to action when they get to where they're going. People don't know what to do. And mm. in the kind of world that we live in, people want instant yes. gratification or they need to be told their next step because they're busy, there's flying things around them, there's shiny shit everywhere. And you know, they don't know what to do if you don't tell them, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really true. All right. Well, is there anything that I didn't bring up or ask you may that you wanted to talk about any tips or tricks? I mean, you already went over so much stuff. We talked about boards, we talked about keywords, (laughs) we've talked about tailwind, we talked about the importance of showing up consistently. We talked about understanding that you're using your business, your business brain, not your personal brain when you're, you know, when you're doing your boards and maybe some of those delicious boards, like my food boards should be kept separate so that my brand is really clear. (laughs) Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up that I didn't ask you about or that you didn't mention? If you only remember one thing from this, you know, um, this whole conversation, um, I just want to summarize it for you, the key points to simplify Pinterest for you. Pinterest is a search engine. So you, you need to use, you need to know your keywords. You use keywords to get found in Pinterest searches and you make sure that your pin images are attractive enough so that yeah. people click and go to your website. And you need to think of how you want to welcome people on your website. So, so these are the three things you need to remember. And one, one last thing, you have to be consistent on Pinterest. You keep uploading new content, new pin images regularly on a daily basis. And over time, you'll, you'll start to see your traffic okay. grow. That sounds great. I love that. So I think you're working on an ebook. Is that right? Can you yes. tell me about that before we kind of wrap up? Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm working on a Pinterest strategy workbook so that you can, you know, understand better how Pinterest works. Uh, what are the, the elements that are important on Pinterest and how you can apply it to reach your business goals. So the, the e- ebook walks, walks you through um, the things that you need to focus. It also gives you some tips and ideas how you can be consistent with Pinterest. Perfect so that you start seeing results. That's awesome. <laughs> and what I'll do for our listeners at home is I'll put um, the link to all May's contacts, socials, website, all that stuff in the show notes as well. So you can check in 
on her progress on the book and also um, obviously, you know, if they want to work with you, May, are you open for that? Yes. Yes, so of there course. You go. So if you want an expert to be taking care of your Pinterest for you, which, you know, for some business owners, it makes more sense to get to do that than to do the work yourself. Because sometimes, you know, in the business, you know, depending on the business you're in, mm -hmm. as the CEO of your business, you can only do certain things. And so it's better for you to be focusing on those things and then getting an expert like May to do, you know, the other jobs for you that are very important. So, well, May, thank you so much for joining me today. I know I learned a lot. I feel like I have a lot of work to do, but I'm excited and I'm glad I found Pinterest now instead yeah. of in a couple of years where I'm a bit behind the eight ball, especially with the fact that it takes time to, you know, gain momentum. So, yes. So thank you so much for sharing all your tidbits with us. I know I learned a lot. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Well, here we are, Lauren May Thander. Hey, she was something yeah. else. Like I, I learned so much because as I said at the start, I don't really know a lot about Pinterest. I know that I sort of use it as a bit of a search and then I end up in this kind of rabbit hole and I'm like, yeah. oh, how long have I been in here for? And I'm a little bit disoriented, <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. Like it makes more sense to me now. I know because I never really thought about it being a traffic driver or like yeah. a pretty Google. It never occurred to me that I don't know. I guess I did think about it like a social media platform, even though it's mm. not at all. I think probably because I mentioned it, but it's like an app on your phone. Mm. You kind of connect it to being, yeah. So I thought that was really helpful because when organic, getting organic traction is so challenging and difficult, I thought it made a lot of sense to try to prioritize pushing people directly to our podcast mm. or website or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, it just made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it did. And I think the way she explained it, she's very good at it, the way she explains things, mate, and stepping us through it. And it, it, I feel like I can definitely get my head around it more uh, and hopefully utilise it, as you said, to promote what we need to promote, get the word out there about different things that we've got going on. Because ultimately for us, uh, I guess podcasts aren't like a huge moneymaker, but it is an opportunity just to get certain messages out that we have some great episodes with experts and you know, money, 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 and all these things that we're, yeah. I think there's some really great people we've spoken to over the time we've been doing this. So it would be great potentially to get that to a wider audience, which is really our aim. We're not aiming to be millionaires, although that'd be great. Uh, yeah. but it's not, not our main aim in terms of this, you know, this podcast, the sharing yeah. that we're doing. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we can be bought with product, not just money. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for dropping that in. Uh, and I also found it interesting yeah. with what May was talking about with more women using Pinterest than men. It doesn't overly surprise me because I probably hear more women talk about it, more of my female friends, but yeah. men are catching up. So they're around 40% or coming up to 40%. So yeah. the guys are sort of, it's almost evening out. So yeah, yeah which is surprising. We're visual creatures, so it would make sense in a way that people would look at Pinterest as a search engine. Like it's almost easier because sometimes I do go through Google images to find stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the habit yet of going to Pinterest first. Yeah. So that's kind of, and I think that we're going to start to, this is just a projection, prediction, but I think we'll start to see that happening more and more mm -hmm. where Pinterest actually comes to almost competition with Google. Yeah. Maybe. I agree. Because 
if we go to, to Pinterest first to search for stuff as opposed to going to Google first, well, where are we going to start spending our, most of our time? It'll be on Pinterest. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I thought that was really interesting. And I liked how she talked about uh, that you have to have boards that are in line with what you're doing and what you're about. Yeah. That on my business boards, people yeah. don't need to know about the food I like. That's right. Yeah. And that's in alignment with many other things that we've said, especially I think around the book writing episode that we did and a few other ones where it's talking about well, your side hustle. Anything that you're sort of taking on should be hopefully in alignment with who you are, what yes. you're doing. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know what I thought also was a really big takeaway from that, um, which I'm sure you would agree with, is that it takes time to develop traction on Pinterest. Yeah. So that's why it's, oh, okay. So I can't just do it for two weeks and then it's going to work. No, you need to do it for months and months and months and yeah. months and months and months ongoing. Yeah. So I know one girl, she spends $2 a day on her Pinterest advertising. She gets thousands of leads to her website through that. Two bucks so, a day, wow. Yeah, two bucks a day. So wow. that's like around $60 a month, which, you know, it's a fair amount, but it's working for her. So yeah, I think it's also, it's about finding out, can we do business better? Is there something that's, you know, slowly building momentum that we can get on top of now and be, you know, take advantage of the algorithm working to mm. our advantage, like yeah. many would say TikTok, but that's not really my demo. No. And Instagram, I think used to be the thing that people used to talk about as being kind of free advertising, but I wonder if Pinterest is sort of replacing that now because with Instagram, it's the same. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm with uh, Facebook, you know, so that definitely yeah. restricts who we're getting onto our site and who's looking at what we're posting and all those sorts of things. Um, I also really thought that what she was saying about the 15 posts a day was interesting because in terms of time management, which is something that you teach, uh, I think yeah. that would be, challenging for a lot of people and a mixture yeah. of sort of original uh, pins and also re uh, pins uh, that yeah I found that to be quite a challenging thought when you think about all the other social medias yeah. and things that you're staying on top of and MailChimp and <laughs> everything else it's a lot. it does, it's it does a seem lot. like a big uh, I guess commitment Yes, for sure. So I bought a subscription with Tailwind to Tailwind. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, basically what it is, is it, um, you can kind of schedule in a whole bunch of pins and then it'll post them at this, at a good time every day. You don't need to do it yourself, mm -hmm. but yeah, tail, it's basically like data entry. That's, that's exactly what it was. Now I know somebody, um, Haley Burkhead, who I follow, she doesn't do newsletters. She doesn't think they're a good use of her time. Um, she does, she tries to connect with her audience in other ways. It's, you, you're not going to be able to do everything on your own. So unless you're hiring people to help you, mm -hmm. I think it's important that you just try to have a look at what is giving you a good return. Mm. So for me, my newsletters probably aren't a good return on investment for me anymore. Uh, but I guess I'm not in the stage of wanting to eliminate them, but I believe in October, I'm going to start only doing two a month instead of four. Yeah. I think four so, a month is a lot. We talked about that previously. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you need to make those decisions. Like, do I need to be on TikTok? Maybe, but I'm not going to be on TikTok properly. So I'm just right now I'm not bothering. Mm. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on Twitter. I have accounts, but I'm or not Snapchat, but I don't have the capacity to do it well. 
Mm. And it's more important to me that I try to remain consistent with the platforms I am on, Mm. like Facebook and Instagram and working at being on LinkedIn more than not, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And Pinterest. Yeah. And Pinterest, yeah, going back to the subject at hand. So yeah, I think anyway, the original, yeah. the original content's an interesting one, and that's something that I need to probably have a look at. Is posting, I guess, more of that or coming up with ideas around that. And speaking of ideas, I think it is maybe. Do we want to get into the party element, Lauren, or a bit of inspo, or? Yeah, let's. What, how about a little bit inspo? Do you have some this week? Yeah, I was. I was just sort of leading into that a little bit and thinking about you know business logos and things because I did my rebrand, so I did my business logo, and I really spent a lot of time searching around on Pinterest for that, and I thought that was awesome uh, to give me different ideas. And I looked up angel wings and feathers and all those sorts of things for my logo. I also did the same for my book cover. So the book cover with um, the uh, Ocean Reef Publishing, who we spoke to, Jason Re- uh, Smith from there. And that was really great. And I've actually ordered some beautiful feathers. So I couldn't buy the image that I wanted, uh, but I could buy the feathers. And so I bought the feathers and I'm going to recreate. Oh. So that could be an original post. That could be an original pin that I put up yeah. once I take a great photo. Going to use the yeah. ring light, going to do the whole thing. So I just feel like sometimes it is a great way for us to be creative, to create the original pin and we can take our own photos. I think a lot of the time we're just looking around, looking around what's what someone else done. But most of us have ring lights. A lot of us have ring lights if we're working from home these days. So it's like you can sort of do it yourself. So I wanted to inspire other people to create some original content, get some great photographs, you know, go out and about. I know there was a guy, I think I told you about him an episode a few episodes ago. He was out looking for spider webs and he was sort of just walking around taking beautiful images of spider webs early in the morning. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And that was the day we found that caravan of caterpillars going across the thing. And I was talking to their spirit guides, please help them get across. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they did. And they did. But he was like, wow, caterpillars. And he was there photographing them. And I'm like, you know, there's so many opportunities but I do think we spend more time looking at maybe other people's images on social media. Maybe we can produce more of our own. So that's my inspiration for this episode. That's so good. And you're never going to be dealing with copyright infringement unless you're taking the picture. Okay. Like, well, okay. I'm, I'm going to say that carefully because if you take a photo of someone else's brand or their architecture yeah. or whatever, some, okay. So just knowing that, yes. but when you're taking pictures of feathers and original content, then you don't have to worry about copywriting yeah. either. Yeah. Plus you've got original content, which is what people want to see. They don't want to see the same stock photos again and again, and again on under different brands. So, yeah. And I did right. use images like that. I used to use Canva a lot. Like I create, yeah. And they're, they're great. Canva's fantastic. I'd have them and I'd have like my writing over the top and things like that. Yes. I've got lots of photos of, crystals that I took and me doing card readings and mock-ups, you know, pretending to do a healing and blah, blah, blah. So there's some yeah. of them I got, they're all professionally done and I probably should have been using kind of more of those and that's what I've started doing. So I'm just using Good. more original content. Then you don't have to credit, not that you have to credit with Canva, it's a free image, but it's just, it's more authentic for me because you're not going to yeah. on a Kmart and everyone has the same top or pants, you know, it's like you know, yeah. your own sort of image and no one else has got that. So yeah. That's my inspiro for this uh, for this episode. I love that. And also when you're making Pinterest images, when you're doing an Instagram post, make sure at the same time on, if because you use Canva as well, mm. make sure you also make your Pinterest post at the same time yeah. because it's a I different can. size. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. 
So that's important, but I think you can have, I don't like really trying to double up on Facebook and Instagram, the same content. If you want to build those platforms separately, like yeah, yeah. have the same people, but with Pinterest, I think it's okay to have the same thing across yeah. just different size. Yeah. So that was brought to you by your business. Michelle, our price light worker. We do mediumship, card readings, clearings, house clearings. We're going to talk to Alice, of course. Uh, we also do mentorship. So I do mentorship one-on-one also in groups. If you want to learn how to hone your abilities and if your spiritual gifts, even if you feel like you don't have any, that's what I do. I love to mentor people. So Michelle, our price light worker on Facebook. Awesome. And it's time for the party element and the party element, keeping in tune with the theme today, which is all about Pinterest. The party element is really just to make some boards that are in line with your business values. Also a recommendation, if you have a business and you're on Pinterest, set up a Pinterest account for your business now. You can do it via your personal account, or if you already have a business account set up through Pinterest, make sure you've connected it to the business settings. You get better analytics, you can do ads, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, have fun with it. Like sometimes I'll be chilling on my couch and I'll go, I've got two minutes. I'll just pin a bunch of stuff on my business boards. That's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. And you, that can be a party, you know, put some tunes on, pin some stuff. It's fun. Yes. It's fun. So that's the party element. Yes. Great. Uh, awesome. So next week, do we want to talk about next week, Lauren? Let yes. know what we're going to be doing. Uh, so next episode, we're going to be talking about decluttering, which I love. I love to do this. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, my mom, she has to move things around all the time and she's throwing things out. Anyway, her mum rings up. We're having uh, coffee together. Her mum rings up and goes to her daughter. I think I've thrown out my baptism certificate. So she had a baptism certificate, which was in some kind of envelope or something but she's got all this stuff in the garage, like in boxes. And so every now and then she's like going through, getting rid of stuff, keeping stuff. She thinks she threw out her baptism certificate. She's like in her sixties. So the chances of her finding it are pretty slim yeah. as in like getting yeah. another one. Like we got baptized, Jason and I, but it was like last year. So it's not so bad. Um, you got I, baptized I last year? Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh. I, I got christened. We were Anglican. Baptism's more like churches of Christ are really into baptisms. That's where we go now. So we got baptized, baptized together as adults uh, last year, the end of last year. Do you find that you have different beliefs, though, than some of the religious foundations of your church? Uh, some, some people support what I do, others don't. So I just figure out who in the congregation that I sort of talk about openly what I do. Um, so yeah, some, some believe in it, some don't, but I mean, healing is, is something that's welcomed by churches, like churches hold healing services. They believe in prayer, you know, uh, praying over someone holding hands, you know, singing all of that. That's healing. Yeah. So it's all that, that fits in really well. Um, and there's some people who know that I read, um, they know what I do. They connect, I connect to medium, uh, to spirit, I should say. And other people I know that they're just not into that and I don't talk about it. But that's the same in the general public. You know, if you're just walking around the streets, if you have coffee with one of your friends and you know they're not into this, I don't talk about it. We talk about other stuff. So it doesn't, I don't feel like in the church it's any different to me going having coffee with people who just aren't into cards, you know? Yeah, I guess it just depends on, yeah, I don't know a lot about the Anglican church. I just sometimes I have a, I just find religion to be chugged big conversation, which we don't need to get into now. It's just interesting. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, I just think, well, I mean, we could do it in another episode. Let's have another episode on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on the church and depends on the um, congregation. I'll say that. Um, 
and yeah. I don't know what it has. What is it? Oh, baptism certificate. That's right. She threw it out, lost it. So yeah. now we're looking at it and that's the thing. You've got to be careful. So we're going to be talking about decluttering, getting rid of stuff we don't need. But some people like to do this on a regular basis. Like some people like to get in there and they're like, what can I throw out? What can I throw out? Just be careful. Yeah. Be careful. We're going to be talking about that next week. Yeah. Creating yeah. some space. Yes. And we're also going to talk about decluttering more than just stuff. Yeah. Um, beliefs and friends and things yep. like that as well. Because it all counts. It's yeah. all baggage, right? That's it. Big old it's bags we're all carrying around. Yeah. To bring in more. Bring in more. Open more doors. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you one last thing. I just remembered. I have a bird phobia. Did you know that about me? A what? Bird phobia. Oh, I thought you said bird. Right. Well, that as well, but I have a bird phobia and um, there are a couple birds that have made a nest in the front of our house. And uh, I kind of had like mixed feelings about it because it sort of freaks me out. But then I realized because my partner thinks I need to go to therapy for it because I have a really hard time even sitting beside a bird. Like I'll twitch out and freak out and I'm very, um, what's the word? Skittish all the time. It's a challenge of mine. Anyway, so yeah, these birds have been <laughs> building this nest right outside my house. It really impedes my view. I'll put a photo of it in our Instagram story. And uh, anyway, I thought a lot about it. And it's like out of all the birds in the world that I've seen before, these are probably the two best ones to have made the nest, I guess, because... You know those little, 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 they almost look like butterflies, but they're birds and they're yellow and they've got really long beaks. Do you know honey, that kind honey of eaters? Honey eaters? Let me go to what talking. That's who they are. It's those birds. So they kind of, I kind of can trick myself into thinking that they're like part butterfly. So it doesn't fully freak me out. Yeah, I don't know if that's... But they're That's yellow. Funny, yeah, maybe. They're really little. No, not quite. Like their body is full yellow, a full yellow bird. Mm. Anyway, I'll find a photo of it. Um, okay. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that they decided to build a nest directly in front of our um, French doors. Yeah, that's uh, so it's something we're talking about. But when you said yellow, I'm not so sure. But that's a swallow. Swallows often build around your house. No, and I'm glad the swallow started my bird phobia. So I would not oh, have been happy with that. Oh, cute though. Yeah, it's because when I was a kid, a bird sat on my head. Oh, well, that happened to all of it. Uh, oh, that rainbow lorikeet. Well, bird sanctuary. Anyway, it terrified me, and it made me scared of them ever since. Oh, God. Lauren, yeah. we need to get, I think uh, Gab's right about this. We need to get you some help. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. In fact, I'm going to throw my pen on the table. There you go. I'm so <laughs> outraged. So outraged. Anyway. So, um, yeah. Anyway. So I was about to say baptism by fire, but, you know, bringing it back to the baptism thing. But yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I do like when I walk up my house, I do a huge, like I walk as far to the other end. Big bee line around, yeah. around these tiny little helpless birds. Oh my God. You poor thing. You poor thing. <laughs> Great episode. So, yes. Yes. Talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. And the outro. Oh, yeah. This has been the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. 
if you love the episode, make sure you leave us a review where you get your episodes so that more people can hear from us. Yay. If you didn't like the episode. Don't tell anyone. Catch you next week. See you, Michelle.